The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. And the blood is proof that the price has been paid. And he put the blood on the mercy seat. Well, what did the blood do? He said the blood cries out better things than Abel. When Cain killed Abel, the blood was crying out saying, hey, I need justice, I need justice. But when the blood of Jesus cries out, it says the price was paid, the price was paid. You can let him go because the price is paid. the devil got against you. And you need to start owning up to it. I am somebody in the name of Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Man, all these sermons I get, I get from faith. Some of them I don't even understand until I done preached it and gone back home and listened to the TV. I said, whoa, that's good. Praise God. Because it didn't come through here. My reasoning will short circuit it. Now, this is an answer for some of you right now. Whatever you want, you speak to it. You have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, the cattle. All right, sit down. Let me continue. All right. Man, I didn't mean to preach that hard. All right. So I'm telling you, you are designed to live out of your spirit, not out of your head. You're designed to live out of your spirit. The spirit of you is the real you. Are you following what I'm saying? All right, so next, that miracles today are necessary. We need miracles today. A lot of places don't even know, even churches don't even know miracles still exist. No, the Bible says over in John chapter 21 and 25 that Jesus worked so many miracles if he had all the books in the world, you couldn't write them. That tells me he was working a miracle a minute. And he said, what I did, you supposed to do too. Say amen to that. Yeah, people need miracles. Folks, here was a man in 2 Kings and chapter 6 and verse 16. And here's a, uh, the Syrian army coming to get the prophet. And here's what the prophet said, because the prophet's assistant, Gehazi, got fearful and said, what are we going to do now? He said, there be more with us than be with them. And, and, and the gay highs, the A's, I start counting, you know, 1,000, 2,000, counting all the enemy soldiers. And he said, now, what is he talking about? And then the prophet said this, Lord, open his eyes. Well, his eyes were already open naturally. That's how he sees the Syrians or his Syrian army. But he's saying, open another pair. There's another pair of eyes. Come on, Rabbi, Rabahanda. Folks, the only reason that this jacket can fit on me is because it was made for me. What you see on you is an earth suit. Your spirit is in there. 
I'm gonna go back on the other side, man. Y'all, <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? So this that I'm teaching you here is spiritology. We're going up to another level that the devil can't reach. This is that level that if he's got anything to say to you, tell him to write it on the bottom of your shoe. All right. Can I keep going? Now, so we need miracles. And look what happened. Now, this is Pharaoh. And this is God talking to Moses over in Exodus chapter 7 and verse 9. He said, now, when you go down there to Egypt, Pharaoh's going to ask you one thing first. What does he say? Show me a miracle. Show me a miracle. Now, this is what Pharaoh's going to ask because Pharaoh is used to some spooky stuff. I mean, uh, uh, not miracles, but, but this, this sorcery stuff because these magicians can do some things. Now, if they can do some things, you're going to have to do some things that's better than some things. Come on, things. You're going to have to produce something that's better than AI. Come on now. Do you follow what I'm saying? For them to believe your God versus their God, you're going to have to put AI to shame. Say amen. See, they think they got something now with AI. Say amen. But look what it says over here in Matthew's gospel, chapter 15 and verse 30 with your smart self. Come on, look over here. Look what it says. I want you to read that. Matthew 15 and 30. Ready? Read. saw the maimed to be made what? Oh, this maimed made whole. Show that picture of that elbow. Praise God. This maimed to be made whole is saying somebody had an arm maybe on the war and got cut off or somebody got, got hurt. This is a man here who had an elbow. He had this metal piece in his elbow because his elbow got damaged or whatever have you. But one night when he was asleep, 4D took over and 4D took this piece, laid it on the side of the bed and the man's elbow totally healed. No evidence that it's ever been broken. I'm here to tell you, no stitches. Come on, no wound, no scratch, no nothing. I'm saying we can put AI down, doc. We can take AI and tell it where to go. Say amen. See, Babylon is trying to compete with Jesus and he don't have no match. You're going to leave others far behind. That technology is not going to be able to hold a candle to what God's people can do. Say amen. Sit down. All right. Now, miracles. He said over in John chapter 4, verse 48, he said, unless they see signs and wonders, they'll not believe. So there are people that need to see 
a miracle. Why? Because you want him to win him to Christ. Say amen to that. And then he said over in John chapter 10, verse 37, he said, if I do not the works of my father, don't even believe me. So that's kind of where we should be. Hey, if I don't, you don't see a miracle coming out of my life, you don't need to believe nothing I say. Are y'all with me here? Now this is where we're going to have to go. Look what he said. This is, I'm just thinking of this, Joshua chapter, chapter one and verse 16. Watch this, 16 and 17. Now watch this, this is off script, but watch this. Ready, read. And it answered Joshua saying, all that thou commandest us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. According as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Watch this, he's telling Joshua, now Joshua, I know you're taking over. But homie, let me ask you something. I, I got to make sure you're the man. Because if you're the man, it's supposed to be the same thing coming through you as it was with the man Moses. Say amen to this. And this is where we're going. We're going to the fact that somebody going to have to show somebody who somebody is. That, are you following what I'm saying? We can't just get up and pontificate anymore. We just can't get up and give some nice sermon anymore. We're going to have to work something. Somebody got to see something. If you believe it, give me an amen. See, we got to talk miracles if you want to go where that is. You got to understand, look at Mark, Mark chapter five and verse 15. This is when the demoniac came up to Jesus, felt, I mean, he came running naked up to Jesus. He had to cutting himself and all that full of demons. The Bible said he had legions of demons inside of him because you can get things in the spirit can occupy one space and a lot of them be there. So here's the man, he crying out to Jesus and, and Jesus sent the disciples in town. And then when they came back from, from town, they saw the man sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Come on now, clothed, come on, and in his right mind. Now, wait a minute, Jesus healed the man. Am I right about it? So he got the man in his right what? Mind. That tells me a person can be blown out in their minds with drugs. Am I right about that? I'm saying whatever your mind is, wherever, wherever it got off with, we can get it fixed. Now, I think some of you will grab that, but where did the clothes come from? You mean Jesus had an extra pair of clothes like this that fit the man perfectly? Yes, he got it out of the spirit. You got to get what I'm saying, right? Come on. Y'all ready to go? Sit down, sit down. I was down in Lake and Pulaski. Sister came in. The drug dealers, she said, had taken over my block. They come out 12 noon, leave at 12 midnight. What are you going to do about it? Well, she came to the right place. And I'll show you just in a minute why she came to the right place. So I said, let me pray. I prayed. And then I prayed in tongues. Now look what it said in Proverbs 20, verse 20, uh, chapter 20 and verse 5. I prayed in tongues. Now why? Because God has given me wisdom. 
but I got to pull it up where I can get understanding. And so tongues dips a bucket into the well and tongues brings it back up and I can ask for interpretation. Say amen to that. So I said, sister, God is telling me to take this bottle of oil, bless it, and have you to pour it down the middle of the street. She said, well, give it here. Now, what am I saying to you? Jesus never used human solutions because that's all 3D. And she took it, poured down the middle of the street, came back three or four days later, said, Pastor, guess what? Well, I knew what, because the word won't return void. And she said, I poured it down there, they came out, but one hour the next day, it never came back. Now, what did he do? I don't know. It could have been that he had angels. And angels stood and stationed themselves all in her neighborhood. They stationed themselves in there. Are you following what I'm saying? But God didn't send me to the police. He didn't send me to form a block club. He sent me to oil. He said, you take this oil and pour it down that street and every demon that's peddling drugs will have to leave and never come back. Boy, that's that's takeover right there. That's takeover. Remember, for you to get the most out of God's word, you're going to have to have knowledge and you're going to have to have an imagination. If you don't, one of them's missing, you won't rise. Well, you got to keep it all the time. You got to imagine. Can you imagine? And that's why I told you what. Here was Jesus in Mark chapter 11. He said, go in town and you'll find a donkey. And he's tied up. And I want you to untie him and bring him to me. And Jesus said, now, if somebody asks you, what are you doing with my donkey? Tell them the Lord has need of it. Are y'all with me? Now, what you could say is, okay, he went in town and there was a donkey. Now, Jesus told him, now, this donkey has never been ridden. This is a new donkey. This is a new Bentley. This has never been ridden. I want you to go in town and get it. And if somebody asks you, and you think that that was a donkey that just happened to be there that never been ridden, so forth. No, 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 no. What happened with Abraham when Abraham lifted up the knife to slay his son and all of a sudden the angel stopped him and he looked in the thicket and what was caught in the thicket? A ram in the bush. When did the ram get there? Before the foundation of the world. See, it manifests when you act in faith. You got it? That donkey didn't come from here. That donkey came from heaven. And the person holding it was an angel. Now that's all I'm going to say on this side. I'm going over here. I said I'm going over here now. Sit down. Say 4D. That's what we're going to have to think from now on. If you think you got a problem, that's because you're thinking in 3D. In 4D, there's nothing but solutions. In 4D, you sleep at night. In 4D, you say this, no problem. As a matter of fact, whatever comes to you your way this, this week, say no problem. In Jesus' name. Lost and found, say lost and found. 
Okay. Adam lost it. Uh, he and Eve, Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. And it says here where God called him to Adam, where are you? Now, this wasn't where he was physically. That's not, that's 3D. He said, where are you? What Adam had done was fallen. He had fallen from one level to, the, to another. Now, Satan is mastering him. And he can't stop him because the power is on the side of evil. He can't stop him. That's found in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. The power is on the side of the devil. And the Bible says it's better never to be born in that time until Jesus comes. But people were. So he fell. Now when he fell, I got a banana here. And with this banana, did you eat the banana? Okay. He's in 4D. I think he's in 4D. 3D will eat my banana. All right. Okay, what's happening here? Here's a banana. Does it look good? All right, looks good. But if I take this banana and pull it off the stalk, it's stacked that it's, it's on, then they bring this banana to our grocery store or supermarket down here. Once this banana is off that vine, is there any more life flowing into it? So they, they take the banana off the stock and when they bring it in to stock up our fruit section, it is green. Why? Because it's still growing, ripening. And if I let it stay in my house too long without eating it, what would happen? It'd be rotten. Why? Because it's no more life flowing into it. So Adam, once he sinned, life was cut. And now it's a matter of time before Adam ceased to exist. He lasted some 900 years. That's because he had had trained, his body and everything was trained with that. But last some 900 years, but he died. He said, the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. So he died. No, so here he died. And as a result of that, this banana, even though it's looking good, it's dead. There's no life flowing to it anymore. And it's just a matter of time before it shows up. Say amen to that. Now, once a human is born, we are born that we have to be born again because we have to be reattached to the tree of life. See? And, and when we are just born, we are born in this earth and not reattached, then it's a matter of time before something happens that is not too favorable. And I'm saying to you that if you're here and if I take a plant 
and separate it from the soil, what's going to happen to the plant? If I take a fish and separate him from the water, what's going to happen to the fish? If I take a man, a woman, and separate him from God, what's going to happen to him? Now, I'm saying to you here, you may not have ever got reattached, but one reason you were prayed in here is that you'll get the hookup. That you'll receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I am the vine, he said. So if you are here and I don't want you to leave this place if you're not connected. Because I tried that. I tried relationships. I tried trips to the Bahamas. I tried new cars. I tried this, but nothing ever lasted. I'm saying we're going to hook you up with something that's going to put everything to shame. That this is what you need. You need to hook up. And I decree you're going to get it today. This is going to be your day of salvation. I said, you shall be saved today. God's got a plan for your life and you will fulfill it. Now, if you believe it, shout amen. All right. Jesus came back and he came back to restore mankind. Now, look what the Bible calls Jesus in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 45. It calls him the last Adam. So the first Adam sold you out. And when he sold you out, he was driven out of the garden. But I'm saying to you, this is Jesus. He came back last Adam. And look what he said in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. He came to seek and to save everyone that's lost. So he's coming after you. Somebody prayed in our church for you. You coming in here was not a coincidence. It was on purpose by God answering somebody's prayer. So don't come this far and don't come all the way. Say amen. So when I had all this trouble in my life and so forth, pretty soon, a uh, lady said, I want to take you to a meeting with me. She took me to a meeting on the north side. I got born again. My point to you is, once I did, everything changed. Everything changed. All right. So Jesus hung on the cross. And look what it said in Colossians, Colossians chapter um, uh, 2, verse 15. And I want to look at it in this translation. Look at this different translation. I want to read it now in your best voice. Ready? Read. All right, he celebrated his victory. He went down, went to hell, because if he didn't go to hell, you're going to have to go. He went to hell, paid your price, and then in the third day was raised from the dead. Say amen to this. And once he's raised from the dead, one of the people Mary tried to touch him, he said, touch me not. I've not yet ascended to my father and your father. So he went up to heaven, took the blood, and the blood speaks, Hebrews, and the blood is proof 
that the price has been paid. And he put the blood on the mercy seat. Well, what does the blood do? He said the blood cries out better things than Abel. When Cain killed Abel, the blood was crying out saying, hey, I need justice, I need justice. But when the blood of Jesus cries out, it says the price was paid, the price was paid. You can let them go because the price is paid. Well, praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, I'd like to ask you a question, not knowing what your background is or where you stand with the Lord at this point. But I want to ask you, have you been born again? Now, a lot of times people don't know what that means. And even in the Bible, it said a man named Nicodemus said, you mean, can I come the second time out of my mother's womb? (laughs) Jesus said, no, 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 that's not what I mean. If you're ready for change, I'd like to pray for you, the same prayer they prayed for me, and and it took me to the top. It took me above hate and and a lot of lying and pretending. took me above all of that. I want to pray for you and let God do the same thing for you that He did for me. The Bible says He's no respecter of persons. What He did for one, He'll do for all. And so I want to pray for you right now. So if you're here and you say, "Um, Pastor, that's me, I need prayer. So let me, let me pray for you now. So if you would, just, just bow your head and say this to me. Dear Lord, I come to you now just as I am. You know my life. You know how I've lived. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for my sins. And on the third day, He was raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my heart. Live your life in me and through me from now on. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and you prayed it from your heart, I guarantee you a miracle has just taken place. Now, I'd like to send you my book. It's called Born Again and Spirit Fill. I got it in several translations, Polish, Spanish. You got it in Zulu. Just write us or call us. Whatever you do, it's on the screen. Let me send you the book. It's telling you what the next steps are as a new believer. I'm so glad that you came on in. You're my brother. You're my sister. Now, things are different, and they're going to happen differently in your life because this is starting a new chapter. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you, and until next time, keep walking by faith. Today's life-changing message, Living in the Fourth Dimension, Volume 2, is available in its entirety on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order this four-part series, contact us at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Today's groundbreaking teaching will help you understand how to truly live your life operating in the realm of the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is the realm of the supernatural where signs, wonders, and miracles occur effortlessly. This is the way God designed for us to live. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world 
This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.